Welcome to The Higher Self and I, your go-to podcast that will release you of your victim mindset and become your one-way ticket towards the mind-blowing results you desire in your life and your business. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, mindset and business mentor, ready to help you unlock your mindset into gear and empower you to step into the person you always knew you were meant to be, a badass CEO who is here to claim her freaking millionaire life. Ready to find out what life could be like if you just did the thing? Let's go, baby. Hello, gorgeous lady, and welcome back to Higher Self and I. Have I got a good podcast episode for you today? And quite frankly, it is about time that we really did dive into this topic. And you already know what it is because you've seen the title of the episode, unless you were that excited that you just jumped straight in with no qualms. But today we're talking about something that a lot of clients come to me for, and that is running your business like you're flying by the seat of your pants. We all know we've all been there and maybe you're there right now. Maybe you actually don't know that you're there and I'm about to let you know that you are. But I get a lot of clients who have done very well in business and maybe scaled to 3k, 5k, sometimes even 10k by flying by the seat of their pants. And what I mean by this is that sheer flow and scrappy and messy way of showing up in business, which yes, 100% serves us to an extent, but we cannot step into the next level, be the next level CEO when we're running our business like this, because business needs to be a forward thinking motion. And yes, it's okay to do things if you've had an idea that's been downloaded when you're in the shower or if you're driving in the car. You know, it happened to me the other day and I had a really good idea that I really wanted to act upon, but actually it might not be the best time for me to act upon this. And I think a lot of the time when I see this happening with with business owners, with, with entrepreneurs, is we get so excited and we're these high achievers and we want everything done here and now and there's not much patience around here. So we end up basically running our business in a very scrappy way, in a very fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants way. And you wake up and you do what you need to do for the day and you're not working in a very structured manner and you're not having much planned in advance. And this comes down to the the simplest things, you know, creating content on the go, um, constantly having to send client contracts out because there's not, there's nothing automated or, stories aren't planned and you're not selling and all of these things start to come out of the woodworks when you're trying to be that six-figure multi-six-figure business and showing up in your business in a scrappy way and just kind of waking up and being like well what the hell do I do today it can lead to all sorts of confusion and fear and anxiety and stress and today 
we're putting a freaking stop to it. <laughs> and actually what I wanted to do today is I wanted to look at this and explore this from a neuroscience perspective. I do speak about neuroscience a lot within the Higher Self Society membership. The podcast that goes out within that monthly is always neuroscience-based. You know how much I love kind of taking the woo taking the higher self, taking the act as if, be as if, subconscious breakthroughs, and actually making them into tangible things that you can understand. And that's what neuroscience does for people. And the people, the the women, the gorgeous women that are in my membership, hello, if you're listening, you know how much it allows you to see, wow, that's an actual physical thing that's going on inside my brain. So therefore, I know I can have an effect on that. I can have a change on that. And it's not always about us and our beliefs. You know, sometimes it is a neuro, like it's neuroscience that's that's going on. Um, So let's dive in because Uncovering what really happens in our brain when we operate without a clear plan or a clear strategy or we fly by the seat of our pants is really what we're going to do today. So I want you to buckle up and to be honest, if you've got a notepad and pen, I'd probably grab one. But if you're in the car, in the shower, in the hot tub, wherever you are in the world... Have a listen, have a listen again, and have a listen again, because we are going to get into the nitty gritty of neuroscience. So let's paint the picture of what it means to run a business without a solid plan. Picture this, okay? Might be your life right now, and that's okay. I'm here to hold you. I'm here to say it can be done another way. You're making decisions on the spot. You're reacting to problems as they come up. You're pretty much improvising your way through the day, week, month. (laughs) And yes, that might seem exciting, but it actually can lead to chaos, to missed opportunities. And I see a lot of burnout when we work this way. And that's why I get a lot of my clients coming into me that they've got all these ideas, they're not following through, the business is very reliant on their energy and their energy alone. Sales is very, very, very reliant on their energy and their energy alone. And when you get yourself into this chaos, we we don't get to see the opportunities. We constantly are, are putting out fires and spinning plates And this is what's causing the the kind of tiredness, the burnout, the decision fatigue, which is what we're really going to talk about today. So our brains are wired to seek predictability and to seek stability. And when we have a plan, our prefrontal cortex, which is actually our rational thinking part of the brain, can actually anticipate potential challenges and it can can almost strategize according to what's going on around us. However, when we're operating without a plan, we're actually operating from the brain's stress response system, which is called the amygdala. I did a TikTok on this the other day. I will link the TikTok um, because I actually do a breakdown of what the amygdala is. I'm not going into that today, um, but I do do a private podcast on the amygdala for August in the membership. So if you do want to come and join the membership, you can also find there. So when we're operating without a plan, 
like I said, the brain stress response system, the amygdala goes into overdrive. And what happens with the amygdala is that's where fight or flight is because it interprets every uncertainty as a threat. So if you're waking up in the morning and you're like, I have no idea what to work on for my business today or what are my needle moving activities? What even are needle moving activities? Do I, did that client come in as a fluke? Have I really looked at that? What do I need to do? Oh God, I haven't done stories. Oh, but what about my podcast? Oh my God. And what about this? And oh, that client's in Voxer. We're triggering the famous flight or fight response. I'll say that again. We are triggering the famous fight or flight response because your amygdala when we operate without a plan, our prefrontal cortex has gone to sleep and the amygdala takes over, goes into overdrive. Everything, because it's so uncertain, is a threat. And then that triggers the fight or flight. So if you constantly feel like you're in the fight or flight response right now, it's probably down to, there can be a few things, but what one, one, one thing will be is the fact that we don't have that clarity in your day. And I always say this to my one-to-one clients, lack of clarity is when the ego kicks off. Ego, e.g. amygdala, because you are in that uncertainty. And as humans, what is one of the biggest things that we want to feel? We want to feel certain, right? We hate uncertainty, (laughs) I know that you do because I do too. So that certainty, without that, the amygdala goes into overdrive. So you've got your heart racing, your palms sweating. It's basically your brain's way of preparing you to either tackle the challenge head on, fight, or fucking run for it, flight. (laughs) And actually, in a business context, neither of these responses are going to help us you know, tackling the challenge head on fighting, that means that we're actually reacting, right? We're in that reaction state and running away from it, which I see is avoidance. I get a lot of clients come to me who have been in avoidance, especially with their money. None of those are going to help us in a business context. So none of them are optimal for you and none of them are going to allow you to grow into the CEO that you want to be. So, We don't want to be in the kind of reaction or avoidance or running away or, oh God, I'll just sort it out. Tomorrow, it's going to happen tomorrow. (laughs) I know you're laughing right now. So we really want to allow ourselves to know that we can have a plan in our business. We can also flow too, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later on in today's podcast. So what are, let's have a little look at the long-term effects of running a business without a plan because it ain't pretty. (laughs) It is not pretty. And what happens with that kind of chronic stress caused by that constant uncertainty can lead to what we know as decision fatigue. I used to struggle with decision fatigue so, so much. Like I'm talking 2020, 2021, my decision fatigue, like I used to be knackered before I'd even started the freaking day because I would get up in the morning and I'd be like, oh, okay, so 
um, I could do a meditation now or um, what about a hypnosis? Okay, like, oh, maybe I could go and do breath work or should I go for a walk? Should I go to the gym before I go for a walk? Should I do my meditation before I go to the gym before I go for a walk? Or what about journaling? That that in itself is a freaking workout, right? You know, even just trying to decide what you want to do when you wake up in the morning because you don't have that clear plan of, of what your morning routine looks like or you don't have that choice that you can go, right, today I'm doing a meditation and then I'm going to go to the gym. I've booked it in. It's already done. I wake up. I know where I am. So these kind of waking up in this space, which I see so many business owners do, whether it's your morning routine or whether you sit down at your desk and you literally click from tab to tab. You're you're like, okay, well, maybe I could do this. Okay, yeah, I'll start writing this email. Your phone goes off. Oh, quick, okay, I'll I'll just quickly answer this, Voxer. You come back to the email. You start writing the email. Another email comes in. Oh, okay, I'll quickly respond to that. Oh, hang on, I didn't record that podcast. Oh, okay, I'll quickly go. Like, can you feel the stress from me just talking through what that situation is? (laughs) Because I freaking can. And we don't want that. And actually your brain can only make so many decisions in a day before it starts to feel overwhelmed. And what overwhelmed will do will result in poor judgment, will result in kind of that reduced impulse control. It will even take you into avoidance of making the decisions altogether which is what I see so much, that avoidance. Maybe I'll do a podcast on avoidance, actually. It might be quite good to dive into that. So your brain, just imagine your brain as a muscle. And actually, like any muscle that we have in our body, it does have finite amount of energy it can expend before it starts to feel tired. You know, you can be doing bicep curls and you get to the 10th one and you're like, oh my God, like that feels heavy now. Wow, my arm's getting tired. Oh my God, I really need to stop. I need to put this weight down. That's the same with your brain. When we make decisions, whether they're big or small, Our brain consumes the glucose, which is the primary energy source. And that means that with each decision, we're depleting our brain's energy reserves. That's what's happening with decision fatigue, actually, from uh, like an actual neuroscience perspective. So when we are looking at not having a plan and you're constantly in that decision fatigue, no wonder you get to one o'clock and you're like, oh my God, I am fucking knackered. In fact, this goes back to one of my clients the other day. She said, Beck, when I was in a nine to five job, like I used to work so hard and I would work so many hours and I would get all the things done and I wouldn't really be that tired. Like I would just get it done. Let's have a look at why that is. It's because someone else is making the decision of what you need to get done. So you do it. You're not making those decisions yourself like we have to do in a business. So you're actually preserving your brain's energy reserves because you know what it is that needs to be done and you're doing it. So hence why she wasn't that tired. She might have heavier days where she does have to do, you know, a lot of that decision making within her job. But actually within, you know, within that world, you you know what your KPIs are. You know what you're working towards. You know what needs to be in and what needs to be done and what needs to have that the project needs to be switched off at. So that's where it's coming from, that decision fatigue. Now, what I find interesting is neuroscientists have actually found that the prefrontal cortex um, responsible, like I said before, responsible for, you know, executive functions like decision making, problem solving, 
impulse control, it actually plays a crucial role in this process because as you navigate your business, you're constantly engaging this part of your brain to evaluate options and to make choices, right? We're constantly we're constantly in our business evaluating options and making choices, right? So when the decisions are simple and straightforward, the prefrontal cortex can handle them and they can handle them very efficiently. But when they're complex, when they're high stake decisions and you, or actually you've got a constant stream of choices, the prefrontal cortex becomes fatigued and actually the neurons responsible for making these decisions are becoming worn out, they're becoming sluggish. So operating your business without a plan, it probably means that you're dealing with an array of unpredictable situations. You're like, what now? And oh my God, this, and oh shit, I forgot about that. And oh, here we go. And again, the brain doesn't handle the uncertainty. So it activates the amygdala, which increases your stress, which expends even more energy. Are you starting to get the picture? (laughs) So when we're looking at more so the decision fatigue, like just imagine that you're the CEO, you are the freaking CEO and you're juggling multiple decisions a day, you know, whether it's um, posting, whether it's hiring, whether it's getting things over to your team, whether it's deciding what you launch next, whether it's what's happening on Black Friday, you know, all of these things that we need to think at way ahead of time, way ahead, way ahead of time the quality of your choices are deteriorating with the more decision fatigue that you have. So you might find yourself opting for the easiest solution or the most familiar option. You know, when you said, um, oh, I'm going to do that differently this time. Like I'm really going to, I'm really going to tap into that. How long did you keep doing that before you reverted back to the familiar option? Because that is going to be the familiar option. You're tired, you're stressed, you haven't got a plan, your amygdala's kicked off. So you're gonna go to the familiar option that you know what to do because it's just easy, right? The, the, the subconscious wants the path of least resistance. And actually sometimes you're going to do that rather than the one that truly serves your business, truly serves you and your business and the clients that you wanna bring in and the wealth that you want to make. So hopefully... <laughs> You can understand why we don't want to be in decision fatigue. But the good news is, here I am, is that there are strategies to combat decision fatigue. And actually, Steve Jobs used to speak about this. You know how he was known for wearing the same outfit every single day. And why he did that was to reduce the mental load of actually selecting clothes. Now, you don't have to go and wear the same outfit every day, but quite frankly, I have four outfits on repeat that I I only wear um, because it's easy, right? But actually, minimizing the small decisions in your life, what that can do is free up that cognitive resource for the most important things in your business. So where are you making really crazy decisions? Is it with your clothes? Is it what to do in the morning, whether you go to the gym or whether you don't, whether you do the journal and whether you don't, like what's, what sort of like, um, constant decisions are you making outside the business that we can actually reduce down, you know, meal prepping, or meal planning, or having HelloFresh, 
things like that. These have really helped my clients be better in their business. And it's so funny because they're decisions that you're like, oh, you know, my business isn't growing and I'm constantly stuck and I'm feeling stagnant. A lot of the time when we actually change things outside the business, it has a fucking huge impact on the business because you've got more energy to bring to it because you've got easier decision making, you've got quicker decision making, you can actually see what's in front of you because we've minimized the small decisions that you're making outside of it. So that's one of the things that you could do. Another strategy is to prioritize your decisions. So what you can do with this is tackle the most critical choices during your your brain's peak energy periods, you know, usually typically earlier in the day. I have a lot of clients who love working earlier in the day because your 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 energy period is is so high at that point. Um, or when you're facing that complex decision, breaking it down, what I say, chunk it down is what we say in NLP, you know, chunk it down into smaller, manageable components. But I really like this is just one part of the podcast. But I've just really gone into talking about decision fatigue. I've got all passionate about it. But it just has such profound effects for running your business when you're running it from decision fatigue. And I was there, like I really was. It was something that that my coach at the time, Amy Brown, um, we really had to do a lot of work on it because I was constantly in decision fatigue and I didn't know what to work on or what to do or how to even wake up in the freaking morning. Like that's how tired I was of making decisions. So no wonder I was coming to my business already burnt out before the day had started because I'd gone through a whole decision fatigue before it had even begun. So let's go back in. So with flying, you know, running your business by flying by the seat of your pants, there are a couple of other things that I see. And I think one of them is the fact that you love to flow and you love the ideas that come in and you love the way that content can just drop in and you write the post and off it goes. But what actually happens with this is we're not working to an actual structure that is going to help you because yes, it is so good and I never ever want my clients to stop being that flowy and have the enjoyment and I don't want everything to go rigid where you're time blocking within an inch of its life, but we do need to have the structure to hold that. So a lot of the time, and this this sentence was coined by one of my gorgeous one-to-one clients a couple of years ago. And she said that I am the cup to her water. And what she meant by this is that we created the cup around her to hold her being the water. So if you do love the fact that you have the flexibility and you get to flow and you get to be and you get to just enjoy the business and a piece of content comes into your head and you know, like you want to get it out or anything like that, you can still have the flow, but we need the cup to hold it. Because if we didn't have the cup, there's there's water everywhere, right? We've got no structure. So when my clients come to me, having said that they're running their business by the seat of their pants, like I said, it's very often that this happens. The first thing we do is look at those CEO operations. This is a huge part 
and pillar of my one-to-one containers. This is where we really deep dive into what they want their life to look like, you know, how they want it to be. Things such as, you know, I I run my business on a client week on and a client week off. I made that decision ages ago. I've been doing this for quite a few years now. Um, and it helps me in so many ways. One, because client week on, that's when I have the client calls. When I have client week off, that's when I'm working, you know, really on the business rather than in the business because they're two different types of energy. Being in client calls and holding clients and doing the timeline therapy and putting in the strategy and the structure, that's a very different energy for me to then go in and do something on the business. So what I found is I would have clients across the board the whole month and in between client calls, I was trying to do some other task for the business that were were required a different type of energy that I couldn't get into the energy quick enough and then there was another client call so actually I was just going around in circles and when I tell my clients this like there's been a couple of clients that have been like oh my god this is genius because what it allows you to do and what it allowed me to do and it allows me to do now is I do have the client on week and yes of course I'm still doing things on the business but actually on the client off week I do a lot of I do a lot of on the business work so that would be project work so anything that I've got coming up that's launching things that are going out in November I'm planning now um, the retreat that me and Jennifer's got coming up all of those things that are kind of on the business where I need to be doing sales pages where I'm recording videos for new projects that are coming out where I'm doing um, you know social media TikToks anything like that I do on that off client off week yes I'm still supporting them in Voxer and I have very strong boundaries in Voxer another thing that I work on when it comes to running your business um not by the seat of your pants but when we have that structure in place it just allows me to flow what it also allows me to do is then travel because I always make sure that my travel weeks are on my client off week so I'm never messing anyone around so it's these small changes that actually allow me to still flow and still have fun and still come up with ideas and then still go oh I've had this fucking epic idea which literally happened to me the other day someone on one of my gorgeous community um one of the girls who follows me in the community she messaged me actually after I'd shared a couple of things on stories saying like thank you for being so personal and I love this and it gave me this idea and I was like oh actually I could fit that in because I know what's coming up so it's this like the the glass to the water thing it's having the structure So I see it a lot in timetable with clients. You're doing it so randomly. It's here, there and everywhere. You're giving them a completely open diary and going, hey, you know what? Just book whenever you want. doesn't matter to me. No, like you put the times in of when you decide to see clients or when you decide to batch your podcast or when you just, you know, all of these things that are happening in your business that you know are needle moving activities you need to have an idea of when that's going to be done you know the Thursday for me content over to the team has to be done on that day um private but the the podcast I batch it lo and behold I'm not I haven't batched this one today but purely because I couldn't get into the place that I record my podcast in you know the bougie place that I go but that was uh that was a a scheduling error on their behalf. So 
I was supposed to be in last Thursday and then it just didn't work out. So, but every single month I'm in there and I'm batching the podcast because I know that that will allow me to then flow through the rest of the month. It keeps my podcast manager happy. Hello, Nicola. I love you. It keeps, you know, it keeps everyone really, everything really succinct. I equally know when I'm batching my podcast, what podcast I'm batching in order of what I'm selling on social media. All of these things are are really thinking so far ahead, four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, kind of you should be planning for Black Friday now if you want to do a Black Friday deal. You know, we're coming into quarter four. What's the Christmas break going to look like? Have you put things in place and told your clients about this yet? You know, like all of these things, it's that ahead of the game, which then reduces the decision fatigue when you get there. And that's what we want to do. So there is so many little things that you can be doing and really prioritizing those needle moving activities and getting those in your diary first. Stop writing your content every single morning when you wake up because if you wake up and you're in a bad mood or you've had a bad sleep or something's happened or one of your kids are ill or you've had to go and do an emergency something or other and you don't have time to do your content, then that's a needle moving activity that you haven't done for that day. And actually, that's very important. It's important for you to have that structure and that strategy with your content. And this is, again, another pillar of my one-to-one is really that growth on social media, talking to that higher caliber of client and understanding your ideal client and speaking directly to them. But actually, we need strategy behind that. You need to know what you're selling. You need to know what that looks like. You need to know what's coming up. And really getting that into place is going to help you scale, is going to help you reach that multi six figures. Because yes, we look at the coaches who have scaled really quickly and we think, wow, oh, I wish that could happen to me. But if it did, would you have anything in place right now for that to happen? Have you got things automated or do you batch your, like, doesn't even have to be crazy batching. You know, I, I literally batch a week in advance for my content that's it. But it's done every single week and it's in and it's done. And I don't think about it again. The only thing that I do on the fly is stories. And that's because I've done it for so long, but I'm, I'm very good at them and I'm very strategic with how I do them. And I know that, and that's what I teach my clients. So there is so many things that you can incorporate into your routine, you know, set aside to have a look at, okay, what are my needle moving activities? What does that look like to me? And if you're sitting there being like, if I hear, needle moving activities one more freaking time in this entrepreneur space I am going to scream because I have no fucking clue what they are have a look at how you signed your last client where did your last one two five ten clients come from have a look what you did to get them to come in they're your needle moving activities You know, they're the things that you need to be really placing at the front and center. So if every one of your clients has dropped into your DMs on Instagram, you need to make sure that you're being strategic in your posts on Instagram, maybe doing some lives to get yourself into, you know, new audiences. Is it, have they all come through you being a podcast guest? Okay, then a needle moving activity for you is reaching out to more podcasts. You need to really understand what that looks like and then you can start putting it into your space into your calendar. And if you want help on this, this is exactly what I do with my one-to-ones. I've got a one-month, three-month, and a six-month mentorship container right now 
The link is in the bio for you to apply. Just pop that in, say that this podcast episode has resonated with you and you're ready to stop your stop flying your business, stop running your business by the seat of your pants. Because I really want you to step into that CEO that you want to be. And our brains thrive on predictability and structure. So operating them without them, that's what's leading you to stress, to poor decision-making, to a lack of creativity even. So yes, you can have the water, but you also need the glass. And that's what I want you to really start tapping into after you've listened to today's podcast episode. So let's get the prefrontal cortex working with us. Let's quieten down the amygdala because we're not in fight or flight. There is no lion around us. You know, we don't need to be in that fight or flight response within our business. We can run our business from flow and ease and you can make money whilst doing it because I do it here I am, the example of that, but it's because I have the structures in place. I hope that you've enjoyed today's podcast episode and I will see you next time. Love you. Your love and support means the absolute world to me with this podcast. So if you have enjoyed the episode today, please make sure that you are sharing or reviewing or even rating the podcast because it allows me to get into more ear rolls. Now, if we're not connected on Instagram, head over and add me at underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore. Come and say hello. I'd love to see you there and I will see you on the next episode.